Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Around. And this time, for the first time ever, well... Second time ever, but you lot didn't hear the first. We are covering a WWE weekly show. That's right, we are doing Raw 1000. But before we get into that, let me introduce the two of the people with me. We have got Lou Markham. Lou, how are you doing? Not good, Russ. Not good. Not good? Why not? Because <laughs> Terry Fish. Because Terry Fish has got a fish <laughs> on his head. Oh my God. <laughs> Terry Fish has a, has a fish on his head. Ah. Uh... Oh, That's this, why. That was unexpected. <laughs> was it? Is it a fish or is it a fucking weird chicken? <laughs> I don't know what it is, it's a fish. It's a goldfish. You know, we said wear a mask, but is this what we meant? Oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, right, that's going on social media. So follow us on social media. And we'll have a... <laughs> It's weird that he's going to wear it for the full show, though. Terry isn't Fitch. It? Like stinks as well. Uh, a fish? Is it like a real fish? No, it just stinks like plastic. Can you hear me? Yeah, fine, yeah. I've like, like, oh got it in here as well. I'm not going to lie, you Terry Fish. It sounds like you've got a fish on your head. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have got a fish on my head. If anybody, like, who, um, let me just try and describe the scene to people out there who can't see. If anybody's watched Family Guy and there's like the reverse mermaid. <laughs> So they've got like a fish, human, fish body and, and human legs. That's exactly what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> He's even putting his headphones on over the fish mask. <laughs> That's coming into the cars. <laughs> Which tells me he's wearing it for the full show. I don't know, it's a bit hot in here to be honest. Maybe it is, yeah. Can you even see out of it? Nope, only when I do with that. Are and you looking out the mouth hole? Yeah. I think it looks like there's two eye holes on it. Yeah, there is, but they don't have anything in them. And one of the eyes fell out of it before recording. <laughs> so back on. And the other one's very close here as well. Christ. Terry Peters. Um Terry Fish. The, well, sorry, Mr. Fish. The uh, the rest of the round audience will probably want me to ask, did you in fact buy this mask as a used mask of eBay? No, I didn't. I bought it like while we were recording last week. <laughs> oh my god, this has been a week in planning. Oh. <laughs> it arrived yesterday and it was fifteen pounds well spent. <laughs> oh my god. Talk about being committed to the cards. Mr. Fish. There we have it. Something. Um, but yeah. And it's good, yeah, it's more of his eyes. It's Mr. What do you call a fish with eyes? 
fuck's sake, yeah, you do. Everybody in the world is eating the penguin. just come off as well. Oh, he's got no eyes now. No, it's an eye fish. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's like the fish is winking at us. <laughs> it looks like some sort of weird Star Wars character. Um, Admiral Akbar. What's the one? It's Say it. There we go. <laughs> That's all we have to say. <laughs> this, is this was not in the script I have written down. <laughs> it's not in the script. I feel like was... I played this card a bit too early, but it's still worth it. Are you going to keep it on for the rest of the show? We'll see how far we get, because I'm very hot in here. So if you ever collapse, like a big thud on the floor, Dave Peters has got far too hot and he's got that fish mask. My, my breath is just going back on my face and it's becoming really hot. Because <laughs> I've got no air hole. <laughs> and I'm already sweating. Isn't that a massive hole in the in the front of it, where the mouth is? Yeah, but it's still hot. Like, my mean, mouth is it not go. coming out of there? No, because it's like hitting the bottom of it. It's becoming a bit moist from my breath. And that's why I'm looking <laughs> yeah, out of gross. that is the mouth, because I can't see out of anywhere else. Oh, Christ. Um... Oh, God, it's hot. <laughs> this, this is wrestling around, everyone. <laughs> wow. This is why you tune in every week. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why I bother. <laughs> There is something else. Um, Let's get a bit back on track then. Um, Lou, um, apart from this weird monstrosity that is looking at you, um, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been been all right. I've had a bit of feedback on recent shows. Um, Some people have been very far far away with the feedback, right? So I just thought let's just address it right now. Like, I don't hate AEW. (laughs) I just don't. It's not what I was saying. What I was saying was. The brand warfare, it's a completely one-way thing from their end. It's fucking stupid. Right? That's all I'm saying. I know they've run the waiting rolls since the last time we recorded. I know that. In fact, they absolutely crushed NXT on Wednesday, which is going against a point slightly. But I still don't think it's good. I'm not watching. So that's one less. No, I haven't watched it either, so two less. Yeah, so there two, we go. Two, two less. And like, I don't hate it. I don't hate Chris Jericho. I get that he's doing it for the, the, the benefit of his shit, but I just don't think it works. I just don't think it works. I think it's going to... You're limiting the audience. Yes, it's being NXT, but it's not being Raw SmackDown. And it might be in some sort of demos. It might be in kind of one-eyed people in Alaska or something like that, whatever Dave Meltzer is going to claim this week. But overall, it's 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 making a niche product even more niche. And that's all the infighting does between wrestling, wrestling fans, is it makes a niche product even more niche. Stop gatekeeping. Everyone can draw what they want. That's the end of it. So I'm going to say. And yes, of course we sponsored that post, dumbass. It says sponsored at the top. Of course, we paid for it. Anyway, going to go ranting horse now. Just to um, just to add in onto that rant, Lou, um, to this this guy, <laughs> can't remember. I'm not going to name him. He doesn't deserve to be named. But we wasn't. We we do understand the competition. But people in this day and age have recording devices. Therefore, yeah. you can watch both shows, which is exactly what we were saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is That's that fair? All That's all I was saying. And like you know, NXT is available on the network, so it. It, to me, it makes sense that AEW audience skews younger because the younger audience have got the the WWE Network to watch it on demand afterwards. The older audience can't do that. Like, I've been trying to show my parents how to use Amazon Prime for the last month. It's it's not been good. So I get why over 55s have to watch it live. But for the younger generations, it makes sense. 
Watch so, NXT afterwards. It's free on a network. Like what? Less than twenty four hours? It's like two hours after it's broadcast well, live? It's a, it's a week now. For NXT. <laughs> it's yeah. a while. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I forgot he was wearing the fish mask. <laughs> It's There's a week, a week is it? now because of the um, BT deal. Yeah, it, it, no, in the US, I was talking about, sorry. In the US, it's available straight oh, Sorry, got you. But yeah. still, still, even if it was, they must have an equivalent, I don't know what it is, they must have an equivalent of Sky Plus. Is it still TiVo? I've got no idea. Yeah. So they can still have the ability to record one and watch the other? Yeah. So therefore, just, don't alienate people who may watch it. Is what we're Bischoff was saying that the it doesn't really matter anymore. Like demos don't matter, ratings don't matter anymore as much as they used to, which makes sense. So that's all I was saying. Like it's just very petty, right? AEW is a good show when it's not taking stupid dicks at WWE that doesn't need to. NXT is a good show, obviously. I still like Raw SmackDown, as most wrestling fans do, based on the numbers. Well, people like wrestling. Yeah, wrestlers like wrestlers. Enjoy what you I like. Think- I'm not trying to rip on AEW. I'm not trying to rip on any other promotion out there. I like them all. I'm just saying. This infight between wrestling fans is petty, and it just makes a niche spot even more. Yeah, niche. I think I think some wrestling fans um, get too in depth into what they're like, and they don't think what casual viewers actually like. So some wrestling fans who look at the ratings and follow a million people on Twitter about wrestling, you are no longer a casual wrestling fan. Exactly. <laughs> you're in it. You're in. You're in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're what's known as a hardcore wrestling fan. So. There we go. That's the rant over. Terry Fish, anything new? I'm not. <laughs> um, other um, than that, I bought this lovely fish head as well. <laughs> I, mean, I imagine your face is now the same colour as the orange fish that you're wearing. No, it's like a... He actually took the mask off like five minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry, That's just how it looks now. He's, he's taking it off. Yeah, he's taking it off. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I can breathe, baby. <laughs> there you go. So, Fisham, you you have been wearing a, a fish head for the past ten minutes, um, but it's still not the most ridiculous thing that you've <laughs> you've put on today. What else is new on your attire? Oh, I've got a wrist splint. <laughs> and, why, and why do you have a weird little wrist splint? Because I work on a laptop desk that I've set a computer upon, and I have no support for my wrists, so now it's like very fragile. So I've had to implement and buy a wrist a wrist splint, which houses a metal bar in it. So it would be great in a hardcore match to just go. That'd be a foreign object, wouldn't it? That It'd take these sweet little. You, you you'd get caught in the airport, wouldn't you? He looks like um, for all the all the audience uh, at home. He looks like um, a weird Jeff Hardy cosplayer <laughs> with a fish on his head. <laughs> oh, we did have a fish on his head. Oh yeah, I found me fish eyes by the way. Look, and now he's got two fish eyes. They magnify the writing on my book actually. So if I if my eyesight ever fails, I can stick the fish eyes on. Oh, he, he is. My God, it's gonna, we're gonna watch an injury live on a stream. <laughs> it's gonna get lost in his eye. Can you actually see, Peters? No, because I've got my eyes closed all the <laughs> Um, I think... Uh, Roll 1,000. Lockdown's really getting to Terry Fish. <laughs> this, is the, this is the week where Terry Fish has finally lost his mind. <laughs> the transformation has been quite quite something. Over the year. You used I to guess be... this is episode 18, so is it 18 weeks? 19 weeks we've been 18, in lockdown? 18 weeks. Um... <laughs> It's back on. 
It was four months, two days ago. Wow. Well, it's time to get back to some normality now. So I'm saying hey, 18. Yeah. And obviously, Don, you know, don't be an asshole. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, even if not, it's a shirt. Yeah, not this one because it's got a massive mouth hole in it. Yeah, don't wear it. Don't wear a Terry Peters fish mask. Yeah, don't do that. But you know, wear a mask if you go outside. I got to. Well, not outside because you don't need one. But you know, in the shop. Don't make it awkward for the guys in retail who you know don't have enough to deal with your shit, Karen. That's all I'm saying. They wear a mask. You know what I mean? It's not hard. Put mask on. Wait. Anyhow, wrestling. This is about Rhea. We've had a rant from Lou. Terry Peters has got vision in his head. We should probably get to Raw 1000. So this, like I said earlier, this is the first weekly WWF or WWE event that we've done that you guys have listened to because <laughs> yeah. fa- a little bit of uh, wrestling around trivia yeah our first ever show that we recorded that hasn't been released and will be released when we get 100 ratings and five star reviews wow. on iTunes it will be released as a bonus episode we covered I can't remember what Raw it was Raw after Mania on it yeah it's the one where Stone Cold comes down in the beer truck yeah. So, for, so for us, it's our second Raw this week. Um, but yeah, 100 five-star reviews, and we will release the secret episode of Wrestling Around. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, yeah. you know, as, as the saying is, we don't break promises on Wrestling Around. So Raw 1000, Lou, had you seen it before? No, I hadn't. I think I was... Um, I don't know, why hadn't why I see it? I believe I was working full-time for the first time, and I didn't have Sky in my flight in Leeds. Right. So um, didn't watch it. I'd heard I'd heard about it, and I think I still followed wrestling. So I'd probably read the results just to keep up to date with it. But I'd never actually watched the show before. Terry Rissapart, do you ever um, have you ever watched Raw One Thousand? No, no, I never. And, 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 and it was my it was my pick as well. It just seemed intri- it just seemed an intriguing. Pick. It's on it's on fire today, Pete, isn't it? <laughs> that, sorry, Insight insane. comment yeah. here. This is what you listen to wrestling around for. Apparently so. Right then, uh, let's get down to it. This is Raw 1000. So it took place on the 23rd of July 2012 at the Scott Trade Centre, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Um, Lou, have you um, you checked (laughs) checked the menu at the Scott Trade Centre? Yep. It's got a Sub-Zero bar. It's got a pizzas, two of his burgers, tropical liqueurs, bud and burgers... Bud and Bratz. Seems like it's got a lot more than just nachos and Dr. Pepper. I'm starting to think that um, we went to the only venue in America that didn't have an awesome set of uh, concessions. Oh, just wait till we review our first show at Madison Square Garden. Oh, we, we'll do a full bonus episode on just the food menu. <laughs> Here uh, we go. Oh, it's outrageous. Oh, it's outrageous. But, yeah. It looks like it's got standard stuff, you know. Pizza is all right. It's not Pizza Hut. I think that was in, in Dallas, isn't it? American Airlines in Dallas. Pizza's uh, pizza, though. Not it's got some stuff. You know, some of them make no sense. It's got a drive-in. How do you have a drive-in in an arena? Seems dangerous. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> on the concourse. <laughs> Car screaming. Right, I guess if you, you know, after last week, if you pop it in your Segway, you can... <laughs> <laughs> You try it on this segue. I mean, this is a segue. I couldn't mention. I couldn't find any mention of segues. So there you go. Then you yeah, can, if you're in, in the Scott Trade Centre or not. If you're in St. Louis, Missouri, and you happen to go to the Scott Trade Centre, and make sure you go there on your segue because they're not banned. Biggest you surprise. Be reason, you could be the reason why it is banned. I always thought it was called St. Louis, but apparently it's St. Louis, isn't it? 
Did you? I, I knew St. Louis. Yeah, I thought it was. I always knew it was St. Louis. Well, it's not spelled right. No, oh, uh, God, he's one of them. He's one of them. Yeah, right out there. Yeah, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get yeah, a good shot. Moving on. No, he's not, he, he doesn't deserve the intention. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it says fucking Louis, right? <laughs> no, enough. Enough. Eighteen thousand people there. Um, obviously, Quite a big all attendance, su- that, isn't it? Really? Yeah, suitably, suitably fed and watered. But more importantly, it was six million people viewing it on the TV. It was the highest cable show that night and the most watched three-hour three hour RAW in history. That is uh, hard, isn't it? When you think didn't it change to three hours permanently after this? Yeah, this was the first three hours. Although, uh. like, it's only two hours twenty. Yeah, but there's a lot of adverts, isn't there? Oh yes. I wish it. I wish it'd get rid of the free hour. Yeah. So, I can't but, watch it. Who watches? Who, who watches all free hours now? Three hours is too long for anything, really. What are they down to now? This is six million. What are they down to now? One point five million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there's no fans, but still, it's just it's just too much to watch. Even the, the show before this was four point nine million. Yeah. It's just so that just shows. To me, it? that just shows the 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 sharp decline, unfortunately, of viewing figures of WWE. There's no fans, there's no stars, Roman's out, Becky's out. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's difficult times at the moment. It becomes laborious to watch. You try and watch it every week. If you work, there was one point in my life where I watched three hours of Raw and and two hours of SmackDown. I don't know how I found five hours a week to watch wrestling. Then if you watch NXT, that is that two hours now NXT. Yeah, so that's like seven so, hours. And then if you watch AEW, that's a bit. Yeah. Impacts. Plus, then a pay per view. You could be watching like, and then if you watch two or five live and all the other stuff, you could be watching like 10, 12 hours of WE TV a week. Yeah. Which is on pay per view week, which is mad. It's far too much. Um, but interestingly this was the first time they ever used the then now forever little wwe thing it, it was weird that then now forever as well wasn't it because it wasn't the dun dun yeah it's changed again right but it was the first time they said then now forever which is um yeah. it makes sense on the thousands show I, I like the then now forever to be fair yeah because it's been going i think the first raw was uh 11th of january 1993 so that's nearly 20 years which is hell of any for anything to be going 20 years and it's gone on over eight years since 28 yeah. years of Raw. How many episodes are they up to now? Someone, we should have Googled uh, that. 1,416. Oh. Right, so we're getting a 1,500th in God. a year and a half. The only reason I know I, I Googled that is because of one of the promos, which I'll tell you about. Right, there we go then. Everyone stay tuned for that. But after the Then Now Forever, we get a, an opening video package of the history of Raw. So there's loads of stuff on here. Um, <laughs> one of the things I picked out was uh, JR. Saying Kane's tombstone, the priest, <laughs> <laughs> which is our context, sounds hilarious. He showed the priest. He showed some other big moments. Uh, the opening of the opposite of the first ever Raw, um, firing Bischoff, Edge's retirement, and it was quite a nice bit of um, Eddie Guerrero's passing and his tribute Raw that he had. It was weird that there was nothing about Owen. They, they didn't do a Raw. It wasn't a Raw, though, was it? They had a Raw with Owen. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's still. Maybe, I think there's still quite a bit of beef, isn't there? Between I, yeah, and the heart side of the family and WWE. Ha- so maybe that's why they didn't want to do it. Which is ha- fair enough. Having it? watched Dark Side of the Ring, I imagine his wife wouldn't let them. Yeah, I think show I think anything or out like that. that. That's what I mean. I think that's probably the reason why. Because I think his wife, understandably, is quite pissed off at WWE. Yeah, check. I don't know. Check that out. Um, right. So. 
It's a really good documentary, that one. Dark Side of the Ring. They're all good. Good show. Um, is there anything um, you two picked out in the, in the video package? Obviously really well done, because WWE are the kings of video packages. Made me bloody nostalgic. It was good, wasn't it? Especially the Attitude Era stuff, when the like, Raw which was TV. It, it, this is going to be a bit fucking weird for me, isn't it? But I'm not sure I like nostalgic feelings. It always make me feel a little bit sad. <laughs> just reminds you of the good times, doesn't it? Don't, don't don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened. Yeah, I, might go put, I might put a fish on my head to just go cry away for two minutes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really liked it to be fair. I thought it was yeah. really good. Video. I kind of do know what you mean though. Like sometimes, like especially, <laughs> and I've just kind of defended like WWE and like no shit on wrestling, but it sometimes remembers you like it reminds you when WWE was good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, uh, it's just like ah, oh, okay, I, it's I not like think... this every week. I do think once the crowds get back in, it will be a bit better. Yeah. Because I think that's the biggest slog, is the fact there's no crowds there. It does just make it a little bit of a slog, doesn't it? I know they've got the wrestlers there, but it isn't the same as it is having the proper pops. Because and... I'm, I'm sure there was someone in the crowd on Raw that had like a an Iconics t-shirt on and then was fucking booing them. Yeah. You, you just think... Just, I feel I do feel sorry for McIntyre because he the yeah. he would have got at WrestleMania and then they're coming out of the Raw afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same with SummerSlam in it as well. Well, that's they did to confirm that now, aren't they? That that's going to be one of those yeah. yeah. So like you say, everyone was thinking, oh, I'll have it at SummerSlam, and he's he's not going to have it. Is he bless him? But I do enjoy the um the cinematic. Yeah, you do get that. matches. Which and, yeah, that's been a good thing to come about. There's been there's been good stuff. It's not bad. It's just not as good as it used to be, is it? I think. No. And even when you, even when the crowds were there, there is something just kind of lacking at the moment, like compared to what it used to be. Can you yeah. imagine a show this big with this much story development happening now? No. Um, I don't know. It just seems like everything just kind of slowed down a bit in WWE. Like when you when we look at back at like wrestling in general, and like we we do these reviews of shows, and it's like two or three years have passed, and everything's changed. And yeah. then last week, the main event was Randy Orton versus The Big Show, which could have happened in this era, which was eight years ago. And even then, we'd have been like, oh, this is a bit too old, guys. This is it. could have happened eight years before it that. could have happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's where it's kind of lacking at the moment. I do get it's difficult to build new stars right now, but I don't think WWE are doing a great job at it. Like, yes, Roman Reigns. I mean, and Becky Lynch kind of came out of nowhere as well. But other than that, it's just kind of, you know, Seth Rollins was kind of bungled <laughs> massively. Seth, the fiend, the fiend was to an extent, but the fiend is kind of. I think the fiend was okay. I don't think the the Goldberg defeat was as bad as everyone made out. No. Um, but it's just been a few where it just doesn't seem like they pull the trigger as much as they used to. Well, sure. they're more hesitant to now. Yeah, yeah I think, they should have I pulled think the trigger probably... a year earlier. The yeah. Same with um, Rusev when he was white hot as well. Ryback is the one that always gets me. But I think they pull in this shirt. They do pull the trigger quite early on, don't they? Yeah, this is a. Good show, kind of. For setting what it used to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that was the the opening video package. We've got Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler on uh, commentary, and then we get Vince. We get a Vince promo, and some of that, um, if you listen to the internet, you don't think would ever happen. We get a thank you Vince chant. It was weird, wasn't it? This this chant. Really? No, it happens all the time. I I think it's like. Everyone's just bowing thing and, and stuff. Yeah, and... I, I think it's more because he, he usually splits the crowd, doesn't he? Because you usually know when he's coming out that he's going to be the heel. 
But in this, he's quite clearly the first, and he because love him or hate him, W well wrestling would not be where it's love, love him or hate him. The reason why we're all wrestling fans is because of Vince McMahon. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that's probably what the crowd realised when you get to a thousand episodes of a weekly show. Yeah, but and even if you say, oh, no, I grew up watching WCW, WCW is only where WCW was because Vince McMahon destroyed all the territories. So really, yeah. <laughs> you've got Vince, Vince was the one who brought wrestling to the mainstream. So there we go. Vince. No, that, was, that was Bischoff. What? Well, no, Vince was the one. Yeah, but Vince was the one who created the, the Empire first. Yeah, and Bischoff made it better, didn't he? Yeah, but... Bischoff would never have done that with WCW because it would have stayed as a territory if Vince hadn't have done it first. Yeah, Bischoff was good, though. I just yeah, like no. WCW. Right? <laughs> I am Bischoff. a big fan of Bischoff. 83 Weeks is probably my favourite, second favourite podcast. Obviously, after this one. I'll wear yeah. it in a minute. Yeah. But we get Vince doing his uh, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Uh, and then he introduces DX, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And... I know it's wrong and people are going to hate me, but I never think of Shawn Michaels as DX. Because I, I, mi- I missed the first part of DX. It's because that's that wasn't the mainstream bit of DX, was it? Do you know what I mean? He, he, that wasn't the main the mainstay of DX, was it? The the bit everyone remembers is the New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, China and Triple I H. guess it depends when you start watching. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? For me, I was the same. When he reunited in 2006, I was like, well, Shawn Michaels got to do this. But, but if you watch side watching like two years before we did, then you probably would think Shawn Michaels was the biggest What big, I mean by that is most of the clips are without Shawn Michaels. Out there's very few, there's one or two with Shawn Michaels, but on the most part is the 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 I five, say, isn't it? I think it's one of the only examples of like successfully relaunching a stable and it working. Well, that's what in 2006. No, in like when the basically when Shawn Michaels. Oh, was, sorry, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah got you. Kind of started with the the other guys. It's, it's the only time I can think of it working because how many times have we tried to do it where there's like a new or like how many times at the end of the early farm and it got worse and worse every yeah, time yeah. Uh, the Bullet Club is just like who's left in the Bullet Club for the start now but it's still going Four Horsemen ended up with bloody Mongo McMichael in it <laughs> like, it's just there's so many where they've just kind of done to be fair DX ended up with Mongo it's just got so. worse and worse every time but uh, with DX it just, when they relaunched it this time I thought it was it worked, I will, didn't it? I will say Hornswoggle was an honorary member of DX, so... so. Oh, yeah, like, the, the 2006 one was, like, more divisive, but, I mean, like, when... The after, 2006 one was all right, but then when they did it after that, it was bollocks. Yeah, after WrestleMania 14, when it was, like, right, Shawn Michaels is gone now. Yeah, like, yeah, Rude's yeah. gone, and then Triple H was like, right, I need some new guys, and he got in, like... X-Pac. Yeah, X-Pac and Rod Dogg and... Billy Gunn, Billy, yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah. actually worked. I guess you've got Triple H, so if Triple H would have left DX like the Bullet Club Huge example, then it it probably wouldn't have been as good. Do you know what I mean? If they got rid of Triple H and then put somebody else in his position as the new leader. Yeah. Which I guess is what you're saying with the Bullet Club now. It's had that it's been diluted that many times. It's just that many people and you know what? And I think like one thing I've noticed as well is that with like the NWA with the Bullet Club, there's one link that's just made them worse. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Oh. Yes, fucking Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> and both times his iteration was the worst iteration. Get out. Yeah, that is Jeff Jarrett, fan of the show. <laughs> Enough about Jeff Jarrett. He's not even on this show, so you brought him in yourself. <laughs> so we've got Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the ring. Shawn Michaels is saying something's missing. They do obviously a few like in jokes. Michaels talks about underwear for quite a long time. Triple H said, "Look, can't be, can't be all the." Uh, 
the merchandise we're wearing. <laughs> that, that was great. Points out they've got glow sticks and wristbands and t-shirts <laughs> and all sorts. Um, and then they realise what it is and X-Bat, Rodong and Billy Gunn come out in a Jeep. The Jeep from WCW. Was it what Jeep well, from WCW? That, when they went to invade WCW. It was a tank. That's the same thing, isn't it? No, it was a Jeep that was just meant to look like a tank. Yeah, right? oh, it was, was a it? Jeep. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Well, they had they had the um, the I know they had the hats on. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna Google this right now. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'm gonna. The fish had dumped it over microphones. Um, talk amongst yourselves just for a second. I also like that um, Triple H alluded to Shawn Michaels doing Player Girl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that I was. Like, I like um, Triple H's like constant inside jokes. I think yeah. that was one of the highlights of the lockdown era. Was the first episode where he was on commentary with Michael Cole. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it was a different Jeep. It was a different Jeep, but yeah. still a Jeep though, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. I guess um, yeah. I'm not going to see the right. I didn't like but... though, this, this whole segment. X Pack didn't get to say where did he? Even Billy Gunn got. Is that a, is that a bad thing though? Yeah. Like not saying a bad word because when he's just like a fucking John Lawrence <laughs> when he tries to say something, isn't he? Yeah, he's husky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but right. that, that wasn't husky. I did the show, X Pack. I've met him. Sorry. Good, good man. Another yeah. one of your friends of the shows in this as well. Any later on? Yeah. Quite a few, yeah. Yeah. So we've got um, they're all coming out. Road Dog obviously does his new age outlaw spiel. Then we've got uh, Billy Gunn and Shawn Michaels arguing with the. Uh, if you are not down with that bit, Gunn says it's the other bit he gets to do, <laughs> and he gets one little bit, which I thought was great. And then that's when Triple H comes in and says, uh, Shawn might lose his smile again." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Triple H. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> he can do it all. Um, and then we get an interruption from Damien Sandow. Yes. Um, do you remember when we watched him at WCW? We thought it was a massive. Yeah, well, that was a time when um, he was he got released on WWE and everyone was like, oh, there's been a big mistake, I've left money on the table. And obviously now it's weird because Damien Sandow is the biggest wrestling star on the planet and he's done it all without WWE. Yeah. <laughs> I Aaron Stevens, that was it. Aaron it? Stevens, he went to um, TNA, didn't he? Is he still there in TNA? Mm, I don't know. He did go. He went to, to try to do movies or something. Yeah. And to be an actor. Anyhow, he comes out, starts doing his thing of how he's like a above everybody else isn't he? he comes out in his robe starts slagging off DX DX do a huddle to decide what to do with him switchy music into a pedigree and Billy Gunn gets to say if you are not down with that so what do we think of this opening opening segment Terry Fish I've got two words for you pretty good <laughs> hey. he's on fire isn't he Peters <laughs> put him out put him out put him out get the fire extinguisher no, I thought it was pretty good to be fair it went on a little bit too long but I enjoyed it it had some co- very good comedic value to it and gets the crowd going and who doesn't like to see DX I thought there was going to be some DX Vince interaction he just he's left didn't he Vince just disappeared yeah. I did like um, in the opening video package speaking of Vince and DX where DX dressed up as Vince and Shane in about 2006 yeah I remember I remember but yeah I really liked it Really, really liked it, to be fair. Lou, what did you think of the, the opening promo? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I always enjoy when like Triple H makes those like insider <laughs> references. and It's good to see the other guys, because I think it had been a long time, hadn't it? I mean, they're like on every reunion show now, are they all five of them? But I think at this yeah. point, it was the first time in however long that all five were there, wasn't it? North China, though. 
Who was? She was still a bit. She was still on the blacklist. Once she at this point. Had she made her new career path at this point? Oh yeah, that's when she got officially blacklisted. On it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like I guess, she, I she, guess made so. it with, she made it with X Pack in the early 2000s, didn't she? So would have been nice to um, would have been nice to see her as well. One night in Raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God's sake, Moving on, we then get um. I know the why they do it, but I don't particularly like these bits. They get on what's happening in the show, so they announce the Rock will be there. That Lesnar will reply to Triple H. We've got an upcoming wedding, Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee, and then the main event, CM Punk, CM Punk, the WWE title holder will be facing John Cena, who's cashing in his money in the bank. I didn't realise there was two at this point. Yeah, because it's it one just, for each brand. Yeah, because yeah. we know the other one is, don't we? I See, I, I know why they've done it. and why they've, I don't know if they announced The Rock earlier on, but we'll get when we get to the segment, I'll expand on it more, but I just think they'd take some away. I think you need at least a surprise. Yeah, I, I agree. You do need a surprise, especially at something of this magnitude. And like the old Lesnar thing, we'll get to that later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why they shouldn't have said, I don't think, that he, he was going to respond and then act surprised when he responds. But we get good old JR. He comes out on commentary for our first match. So we've got Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara, and Sheamus. And they're going against Chris Jericho, Dolph Ziggler, and Alberto Del Rio. <sighs> Sheamus is the current World Heavyweight champ. There's a lot for this. Ziggler's uh, <laughs> this is in, in the bank champion. And he comes out with Vicky Guerrero. Del Rio is introduced by Ricardo Rodriguez. So Sheamus is in a rivalry with Del Rio. But Del Rio injured Mysterio and has just come back. Sin Cara is now tagging with Rey Mysterio. Ziggler and Jericho, yes, they're on the same team, but they don't like each other. <laughs> I thought it was an eight-man tag at first. So I realised they were on the same team. It, doesn't, it only goes four minutes. It's just standard... Tag match, uh, and then Ziggler gets a cheap shot at Jericho, and Sheamus hits the broke kick and wins via pinfall. Lou, what do we think of the opening match? You groaned at the start when we announced uh, it. Just I, I'm interested to see how many, how many people he's groaning at. Just, just Dolph, mainly Dolph. Really, and I also, Sheamus kind of ruined stuff, didn't he? I, I thought you'd have groaned at Alberto as well. Uh, Alberto, this time was all right. I mean, it turned out to be a massive prick. I was going to say he's a prick now, though, but yeah, at, at the time it was, it was all right when he was good heel. Yeah, and you could tell he was good, but oh, original yeah. as well, yeah. So, because I think at one point they were like the two of the greatest luchadors of all time, and I was like, oh, talking about, but then he was Mystico on it, yeah. So, yeah. is that the one that's watching all the time? Yeah, yeah. I, loved his yeah. En- I loved his entrance though, with the yes. little trampoline, that mm. diving over and stuff. That was good. He didn't do it on this one, though, did he? Just ran in, probably scared of botching it. No, he ran, ran in and bounced on the ropes and then did a roll. I remember the fireworks went off, yeah. I wonder if it's because it was six man tag and obviously they've got six people to get out around the bloody yeah. trampoline. And, and he did kept he kept messing it up, didn't he? Yeah. But when it when it worked, it was great. Didn't he fuck it up on the first time of doing it? Yeah. He got his fuck yeah, on around, didn't he? Yeah. But Sheamus. He cancelled the match because he broke his finger, didn't he, at one point? Yeah. Sheamus has done everything there is to do in the WWE. I know, and yet still it's just not that good, is he? I like Sheamus. I, 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 I like him. Seems like a lovely bloke. But he just ruins things what by being he, there. What has he ruined? What has he... Just everything. Just, just Seamus is the most uninspiring choice of just everything, isn't he? Ah, I know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Seamus. Ah, well, you're, so you're a big fan of like Seamus' like, title runs. Uh, granted... There may be one memorable thing from it. When he got that massive chair against the big show, granted, he came out with like a seven-foot chair. I didn't see any of his early title runs. 
Yeah, well, just... I, Sheamus, the tag team wrestler, I'm a big fan of. They were just there, weren't they? I like. I was thoroughly enjoyed the bar. I, I, I liked everywhere, Barrett. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah, the great League Editions was great stuff. So don't give me any of that. That was from a title run. Yeah, it was a great stuff because that was awful, to be honest with us. That whole, do you remember that time when he won the World Championship because he beat Roman Reigns and it was the most predictable finish to anything ever when he cashed a million in the bank? Yeah. And he was like, for fuck's sake, they've actually done it. They've actually brought out Sheamus. Well, and he's done it, Sheamus. Yeah, but he walked down the aisle with Wade Barrett shouting lads. So. Yeah, that was great stuff. So that was but yeah, I don't know. It just it, it tends to be that, and I feel bad for him because every time he's won, every, he's done literally everything, literally every achievement apart from the Intercontinental. I think. No, he's won, he's won everything. When did they win the Intercontinental? I'm sure him and Edge are the only people to have won everything. I had won the Intercontinental. But yeah, regardless, it just every time he does win something, it's just at the wrong time, isn't it? Like when he won the World Heavyweight Championship and he beat Brian in like 18 seconds, no one wanted that. And when he won the Royal Rumble that time, when everyone wanted Chris Jericho to win. <laughs> I just King of the Ring. I can't remember who who beat the King of the Ring. Oh, it was Neville. Was it Neville? No, it was a different one. He probably won it, and it was someone else who should have won it. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It just everything comes at the wrong time for him, and he just ruins stuff. He hasn't actually ever won the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I thought that's what he needed to. Well, what, he needs... it, it does say something about him that he was him and Edge have done something. He's won the Royal Rumble, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, and he all those. Yeah, stuff. I think that's it. And that's what I mean. Every time he's won it, it's just been an uninspiring choice where you're like. Ugh. But he was um, a bodyguard for um, Denise Van Outen. Oh, there we go. Never thought Denise Van Outen would uh, have a reference on Wrestle Around. (laughs) Oh, he's his second wrestler after Edge to win the Royal Rumble Money in the Bank King of the Ring. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, he's done stuff. Who else has won? Oh, Brock Lesnar's won all three now. Brock Lesnar won Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, he did win Money in the Bank, didn't he? Yeah. Boombox Brock. Yeah, I don't yeah, Seamus just tends to ruin stuff. That's that's all I can say. Right? It's a good wrestler, seems like a decent bloke. Uh but it just ruins things. Alright. Yeah, well, hey, Lou, Lou didn't enjoy this and I imagine because he didn't like well nearly half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay it Peters, what did you think of the first match? I thought it was alright. Bit quick, wasn't it? But it was all right. I feel bad for JR because he just goes after this and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. He's done, and it got got drew a short straw, didn't he? Four minute match. I feel like when they bring JR up for these guest commentary spots, obviously not going anymore. But when they do, they should just tell Cole to sit out because yeah. having two players just makes it really awkward. And Cole's yeah. terrible, isn't he? Just tell, just call, just just say, just just sit sit out. I I get why it would have been nice to have JR on the full show, but I get why I didn't because they needed to make. Oh, they wanted to make Michael Carl the lead guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just get him to get sit out and just let it for the king and, and JR because it just it just feels it just feels awkward and JR ended up just saying random lines. It made him sound like he was. It sounded like it was like the, the recording after two gear games. Yeah. It was just a bit, a bit odd, but I think it was just because he had to fit in lines where he would have naturally called the player as it was happening. Yeah, so that was the first match. Then we go on to um, what I wish was the only bit. They have some weird tout videos about the upcoming wedding. Uh, I'm glad tout has died a death. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. It's just a weird video chat. and It was like Vine or um, TikTok, but WWE like, heavily invested in it, isn't it? Right, is that what it is? It kind of died off, and then like Vine came up a year later, and obviously we've got TikTok now. It's the same thing, basically. It's just 15-second videos. There's some complete losers on it, aren't they, if we're being honest? 
<laughs> Why don't we just gloss over it and say it's yeah. died death? We'll never to. We'll so, move on. One thing I will say is they are pushing social media heavy on this show, so I can only assume this is when Twitter and things like that are starting to pick up a lot. I of think speed. so. They used to have their own app where you could kind of follow along. A little yeah. bit. I think it was around this time they closed it, and we're like actually followers on our social media channels. So they had some yeah. on Facebook. That makes sense. To so well. Twitter, and then a lot of tout. Yeah, a lot of tout. Yeah. And also Skype, where we've got Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I love Charlie Sheen. Why? Because his dubstep Tiger Blood interview is the greatest thing ever. I used to listen to it before every night out I went on. Was, was, was Charlie Sheen even relevant at this point? Yeah, because he'd done that interview. He was banging seven grand rocks and finishing him. Because that's how he rolls. He has one spirit, one gear. Go. Right. Come on. He's, I just think Charlie Sheen's a prick. <laughs> and dying for fools. He was, um, he'd just come back, hadn't he? Because he wanted to do anger management. Yeah. Yeah. Is, was this after I, was... I love that he had like no idea what was going on. Yeah, he didn't have a clue, did he? Yeah, he clearly wasn't watching long. They were like, oh, okay, this has happened, this has happened. And he's like, oh, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> Seamus, yeah, he looks tough. Like... Yeah. <laughs> when he left to One Half Men and went crazy, he announced a tour but didn't actually plan anything. So the first time he went out there, he was only out for about half an hour. The fact the crowd started booing, so he left and cancelled the rest of the tour. I think I remember that, yeah. Because he just had no plan. He was just going to go out there and talk, and nobody, he didn't know what to do. So, yeah, yeah I just I just think he's a tit. That's what right. happens when you have one speed, one gear. Go. So, moving on from Charlie Chain, because we'll bloody get back to him, Christ. We get a video of the proposal, and then we've got AJ Lee talking to Layla, who's oh. not really listening. She says, why is everyone saying she's unstable when everything else is? She opens the door and we get Jim Duggan. He shouts, oh, yeah. Archie from Roddy Piper playing jump rope with an invisible kid called Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. <laughs> got Little Jimmy over, didn't it? Oh, this is the and worst. Then we, this, and then we get... Um, this is fucking terrifying. <laughs> I enjoyed this. We get May Young. May Young and Mark Henry's child. A grown-up hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was fucking disturbing. Like, I guess I guess I agree disturbing. with AJ Lee that everything else is unstable. Oh <laughs> Do you know what this was missing? This was this was prime for. I thought the next person to come through was going to be Ron Simmons. Yeah, I, I thought that as well. I was, thought that was. was I thought he was saying up perfectly for. for Ron he's, Simmons. On, he's on later on. He's on later on. I thought it'd be much better here if he just came you, on. And, yeah. yeah. That, that, that would have been the perfect moment. Yeah, for him, wouldn't it? I, I'm surprised so. Booker T wasn't there because he's always in weird segments. But I guess he was. Was he at TNA at this point? I think he was at TNA. Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's probably quite glad for, that he got missed out of this segment. I would say. This segment was great. I love stuff like this. I remember like five year period where they used to have backstage parties at every WrestleMania. It was just yeah, loads yeah. of random legends. What I don't like. What I, <laughs> I what I'm saying is, the the little Jimmy thing was fine. The hand was the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It really it a, freaked me out. More than a guy with a fish on his head. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's funny though, isn't it? The hand was, one, was hilarious. Is one of the more talked about segments of Raw. No, 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 I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just didn't enjoy seeing a grown man with a bloody hand costume on. Yeah, I, I think Mark Henry should have been there. Should have hugged Mark Henry or something. Yeah, yeah, it was weird that. Possibly, no, but when they like pushed him, he was like an absolute badass at this point. Uh, yeah, probably would have been. Yeah. Would have been a bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, all the pain. I think it would have been better. It's like if after this, Katie Vick came out. Oh, Vick, just kind of nice to record it. So Katie Vick walked past us. I'm kind of happy. Oh, great! So just put like a skateboard, just pushed it down. Couldn't they? Just like when they look out, just like Katie Vick's just kind of 
going past. Uh, that was absolutely... Have you heard the story about the Katie Vick video? That it was at a real funeral home and he had to... No, so he did it at a funeral home, but yeah. Triple H had filmed it, like, real serious. Well, as serious as you can do. Right. And the one, and then they messed about filming another one and Vince saw that one and liked it. Oh. That's why. It's on one of the something to wrestle with. So <laughs> basically, Triple H was messing about and was, like, trying to do it as more over the top as he could. And that's the one they picked. <laughs> so. Can we not mention Katie Vick again, please? <laughs> that disturbs me more than the hand. It's an all-time classic wrestling, uh, wrestling moment. Katie Vick. It's not I thought she... Moving on, moving on. For Terry Fisher's sake. Um, we go to the second match of the night. We've got uh, Jack Swagger. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Back up, back up, back up. You have forgot the worst advertisement in the world. The woman coming on that fucking roller skates to deliver the Sonic drinks. Oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) King, you've ordered refreshments? (laughs) (laughs) And then they say the slogan, oh, it's like summer in a cup. Piss off, you advertising (laughs) bastard. While they're doing that, Jack Swagger barely gets an entrance. (laughs) Because they're busy doing the Sonic drinks. It was just a horrendous time of the product placement. Just, uh, it's just so obvious as well. Any of the adverts on WWE a cringe. Well, if you wear, well, especially this show, none of them are around now. Didn't they didn't wear it, did it? I don't know what Sonic drinks is. Exactly. Yeah. Sonic's still, still there. Sonic's a takeaway. Sonic drinks. Sonic's a hedgehog, you dick. No, it's a take. It's a takeaway. Yeah, um, it's a hedgehog. Like a fast food chain. Fast food chain. Sonic. Not that famous. I ain't heard of it. It's in the, it is in the US. <laughs> oh, US is just a blur. What the hell? Yeah. Sonic's definitely a thing. I oh, apologize to the WF, but um, yeah, it's out was crap. <laughs> so, so we'll move on to the second match. We've got Jack Swagger against Brodus Clay. With the Funkadactyls. Yeah. Naomi, I didn't realize one of them was Naomi. Yeah, I, I did. And then you yeah. get Cameron. And we all, do you both know what her favorite match ever is? Uh, it's the really crap one that involves, um, I can't remember her name, Caitlin, is it? No, no. Melina, Melina versus Alicia Fox. Oh, is that the one? Stone Cold's reaction to that is like, and then just walks off. Basically, shoves <laughs> his arms up in the air as if to say, what are you on about, you idiot, and then walks off. Google it, it is great television. Right, what the match, are they? Um... No, the, the reaction, this match. So on the, uh, the Funkadactyls, I was watching Wrestling Hubs Ever Live. Last Somebody week. call your mama. And um, Brian Alvarez, because he just likes to be contrarian, tried to claim that Cameron was the best one out of the two. Uh, that's just wrong. It's just, it's just nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. Why are you going to be released? Which was the other one? Oh, Cameron. Yeah, she was the better one. Or she bollocks. No, no I, I did enjoy Naomi. Um, she's probably one of the better wrestlers in women wrestlers in the WWE now. I don't, I, mean, I don't know this camera. I ain't seen any of the matches. So I don't know, but I don't think she had on. that many on the main roster. She wasn't very good. She's, she was a big, she had a big part in Tall Divas. Right. My first introduction to Brothers Lou, you might remember this. I think we watched a WrestleMania, like the next WrestleMania after this. Oh, I think it's not before this on it. Was it not in Miami? Well, I don't remember the Daniel Bryan match. I remember the Daniel Bryan match. Yeah, we definitely watched the Daniel Bryan match together. Oh, did we? Well, whatever. It was at a WrestleMania. And I had tuned out of wrestling, so I was not watching it. I was only watching it because you was on. You had it on. And Brody Blow does click. 
<laughs> he was shot. And I didn't find out until years later that when he came in, he was a monster heel. Yep. <laughs> but what about the Fisher Dactyls? He's put the mask on again. <laughs> if you can't tell by the lowering of your quality. I don't know what he's doing, though. I'm um, down to like the Fisher Dactyls. The Fisher Dactyls are not a thing and will never be a thing. So it's an audio, it's an audio podcast, Terry. Somebody call my mama. I think he's doing it for himself at this point. Yeah. <laughs> they match in, yeah, when he goes 16 seconds, we've got a suplex and a big splash, and Brothers Clear wins. I think Jack Swagger at this point, from what I got commentary, was in the middle of a losing streak. He was, weirdly, he was in the World Heavyweight title match for WrestleMania, the next one. Yeah. I admit, I don't think he's the greatest wrestler of all time, but I always liked Jack Swagger. Yeah, he just did some he did some stupid shit. Didn't he get a DUI like just before WrestleMania? Yeah, right? I think so. He had, he had the look, didn't he, as well? And then he also started going, huh? I've forgotten, forgotten the biggest part of this match. So well, before no. the match, Brothers Glare introduces Dude Love. <laughs> Dude Love yeah, comes yeah, out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Great yeah. to see Dude Love. Dude Love comes out. So the, um, after the match, they're all dancing. Jack Swagger gets back up. Dude Love is a mandible claw on Swagger. A tie-dye mandible claw. I don't know, yeah. I love yeah. Dude Love. If you, if you don't see him as often, so it feels more special, doesn't it? Dude yeah, Love. it does. Yeah. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was great. We then move on to uh, a backstage segment of Triple H and Tristratus talking about yoga. Triple H is in an uncompromising permission, uh, position. You know what that is, don't you? DX interrupts. He did something similar with Trish, so she was bent over and Stephanie McMahon walked in. I believe that's what the reference is. Ah, right, clever. Because I've seen it in a promo on something I've seen before, and I think that's what the reference is on it. Right, there we go. But um, then, then they start making anal jokes. Yeah, and then DX leave and take um, take Peter's favorite X back. Now he gets his lines. He's sort of weirdly trying to hit on through shots, and she's like, "How are you doing? Are you alright, Peter?" That was X Pac. <laughs> I thought you was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> we then go uh, see Daniel Bryan, um, and he's with men in white suits. I'm assuming this is heavily implied that AJ Lee's crazy. I thought it was chefs. <laughs> is it not? Is that not what um sort of like mental establishment people wear? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I thought, maybe. I thought they were carers. <laughs> I just thought they were terrible grooms that hadn't bought the right thing. Hey, oh well. Maybe yeah, no, I think I think you you yeah, you are. makes more sense, us, but yeah, yeah. I, I just thought well, every wedding needs carers. Well, that is true. Could have all done so. So we finally get to the to the wedding. This is a right long segment, so I'm going to break and ask your opinion in between. I would um, just also like to point out how often has this segment been bloody promoted in the show so far as well. Well, it's funny like, it's every two minutes there's a mention of it, isn't there? Yeah, but the, you know it's a big story, isn't it? Weddings are like traditionally big draws, are they? I think so. I think yeah. I think yeah. they traditionally get the highest rate segments. Right. Yeah. So they never run smoothly. We've got, no, unless it's um. Yeah, we do. Savage. Triple H and Stephanie privately. Yeah, but Triple H had already married her in a drive-thru when she was unconscious. Everyone forgets. That's how the relationship started. That's why I said privately. They brought it up in this, didn't they? I think, was it... I have a call on Lola mentioned it and everyone went, oh. Lola had some great lines about marriage, actually, all the way through this. Yeah, so Lola's he's in the ring. Introduces Slick. Yeah. Slick will be the officiator. 
Daniel Bryan comes out all in white, and then AJ Lee comes out in the in the dress. I think Slick asks, "Does anybody yeah, not agree, anybody say something? Whatever the line is at weddings, um, forever old piece one. There's loads of no chance. You need to get that sorted, ready for your sunshine. I'm hoping nobody will say out. So, <laughs> oh, Pierce is a fish on his head. Pierce is. Uh, that, Think he'll have to worry about me if he's got a fish on his head. <laughs> be the um, savage beating he gets from everybody else. <laughs> so put one on, Peters. <laughs> he's slick's great in this. <laughs> the booing him and the, the same water is probably playing up to it. <laughs> well, he's slick, and that was left field. Don't start coming today. Yeah, I was. I, I, I thought. I, I, I enjoyed slick, but I thought it would be great is if it was Bischoff. Uh, Martin, you got to... Billy and Chokes. <laughs> like... Yeah. But I think he might be in TNA as well, this point, was he? I don't know. Yeah. And you couldn't have had three minute one in the other. Yeah, but it would have been great, I think, having there. That would have been. That would have been. So Slick goes to pronounce them because they both said yes until AJ Lee interrupts. She wasn't saying yes to Daniel Bryan, but to somebody else. So another man who proposed earlier in the night. Who could this be? Vince McMahon. <laughs> this is left field. This, this is great. What a, this is not. It was like I a really, to. it was like a really confused pop on it when his music went off. Everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> McMahon comes out. Turns out, originally said yes to becoming the new GM of Raw. She then leaves Daniel Bryan and walks off. Daniel Bryan starts destroying all the sort of wedding set. Right, we'll leave it there for now. What do we think of this segment? Because I think they go to a commercial break after this. Shocking? Yeah, Slick, Slick was left field. Vinnie Mac was a bit left field as well, wasn't it? So it, it, it's got good early on. It, it, was, missing early a, on. it was missing a big cake, though, or something. I was going to say that. Is this the oh. only wrestling That's wedding? AJ Lee was also wearing Converse, it really off put me. If the bloody chefs weren't messing about backstage, they <laughs> could have had a cake out, couldn't they? Yeah. Maybe that's what he was having to go at him earlier for. That's a cake. It's not a cake. I think I'm a bit of cake. You should have yeah. got that one from Bash at the Beach 2000. It's probably still on the mat somewhere. I suppose that Slick didn't like, get, like, stay in it after this. It was like a murderer. He just locked up, didn't he? Actually, isn't he actually Reverend now? I don't know. He's in the Hall of Fame, I know. We saw him going. Uh, oh, do you mean he'd stay around in WE? Yeah. Sorry. Well, like, I'm surprised that, you know, because yeah, I thought it was a really good performance and he'd not been in a while. Did he go in, or did he introduce somebody? I think think he'll have introduced somebody. But he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't remember. He, I think he's already in it. So, I don't know. I've seen it. Yeah. But, yeah. Kenneth Kenneth Johnson is it? Kenneth Wayne Johnson. There you go. Um, is he in the Hall of Fame? He's not in it. Oh, he introduced the big boss man. That's what we saw him. Ah, uh, right. that's it. There we go. Yeah, wouldn't it have been great if he uh, like started managing like brothers class in it? Oh, he's not gonna go in it because he um was part of that lawsuit that was against the brain injuries. It wasn't so, after it. I mean, before you we saw him, wasn't it? No, yeah, so, yeah. not April second, two thousand sixteen, and in July two thousand sixteen, he was named. Uh yeah. right. So I can't imagine he's going in. No, you ain't going in then. Shame. He has won a Slammy Award though. So oh, there we go. For uh, best personal hygiene with Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov. There you oh. go then. No. And he's in the IW, IHW Hall event, Hall of Fame as well. So that's all that matters for Slick, isn't it? I'm sure he's got the big one there. With his Slammy Award, sleeping well at night. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? No cake. <laughs> AJ Lee's the new GM. 
I don't know how long she's the GM for. Can't been that long, can it? I don't know. She was in a big position, so she'd been obviously with Daniel Bryan, and uh, she was like involved with CM Punk as well. Yeah, and she yeah, married CM Punk. They not go soon after this. When did CM Punk leave? Oh, it's about two years after this. AJ yeah. Lee was she was in it to October, two thousand twelve. So July to October, she got it. Yeah. There we go. There you there go. We go. So we'll move on to the next part of this segment. And speaking of CM Punk, well, we start off in the ring after the ring, and uh, Daniel Bryan's just shouting at refs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good visual. And then CM Punk comes out himself and tells him he can continue throwing a, a tantrum and uh, he'll continue being the champ and the best in the world. Brian says that you're not even the best in this ring. That's an interesting one for fans, isn't it? What do you think they'll say for that? So Daniel Bryan uh, then goes on to say that he's the greatest WWE superstar of all time. Right, we'll just put a pin in where we are at the minute. When I said earlier that they shouldn't have announced The Rock... Imagine the pop if The Rock came out as a surprise now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess at the same time, though, do you get 6 million views if you don't announce The Rock? Well, that's... I think, they pro- I think they probably would have. Do you know who I think that would have maybe been a little bit better here? If oh. if you've announced The Rock. Stone Cold. Yeah, there was a lack of Stone Cold. Yeah, just just one of the... That's all you need, isn't it? Some Either The Rock or Stone Cold, the one that you've not announced. To then come out here and just. It was weird that Stone Cold won here, actually. Yeah. Don't you think though people would have. Uh, we don't really. Stone Cold doesn't tend to travel, though, does he? He only really does the Texas ones. Yeah. yeah. But did they, I, don't you think people would have watched any of it? Would have been the thousand episode of Raw? I guess you would have had an idea that something happens, but. Yeah. I guess he's like the biggest movie. It's the biggest movie star in the world, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I get, I I get that. that. I like, but yeah, that's probably why they had them. I just think. If the hand, if the rock comes out as a surprise now, it just would have been me- absolutely mental. But there we go. So the rock does come out, um, and he says that the crowd gets to decide who the greatest of all time is. Start chanting the rock's name. Daniel Bryan cuts him off. Rock isn't happy about this. <laughs> Basically, has a go at him, then says he's not here to talk to Frodo, which is um, <laughs> I guess the end of Daniel Bryan. I mean, this come on. Great. I, yeah, I mean, but you had belittling one of your former champions. <laughs> yeah, it's I guess, but it's the rocks he can get away with it. You are, buddy. Like you Charlie said. Sheen, cannot. <laughs> he says he's here to talk about the WWE title, and he will be in the match at Royal Rumble, regardless of who it's against. I thought um, that was a slip of the tongue at first, but then I realised what it then leads to. Because obviously Royal Rumble's so far away, isn't it, as well? Yeah. So uh, Brian interrupts again, says it should be about him. And says he will be the face of the he will be the face of WWE. The Rock says, "Don't worry, Daniel, you didn't get married, but I did get your wedding gift." And it's a rock bottom. Rock bottom. Or CM Punk in the meantime as well just says, "I'll be happy to face you, Rock, but it's going to be against me because he's going to win later on tonight." What do we think of the Rock's part of this segment then? Terry I liked. I liked it. I thought it was quite funny when he started calling him Frodo and. Umpa Loompa at one point. <laughs> I, was, I, I didn't want to say it in case that was about the next bit, but yeah, the Umpa Loompa song was hilarious. I, I love The Rock. <laughs> the, Rock he's just the, the Rock is a comedic genius. Yeah. Well, what did you think of The Rock's involvement? My favourite part of this was, was CM Punk. I liked how he just stood there looking so unimpressed about what was happening and rolling his eyes quite a lot. <laughs> and I guess it foreshadowed what would happen later in the night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was my favourite part of it. 
was them because it was just CM Punk's kind of he's like the the hardcore fan, isn't he? But as a wrestler, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I thought his his part was great. I thought Daniel Bryan's performance was really good. The Rocky was just classic rock, wasn't it? It's probably the better promos. But yeah, it's just you know his his worst promos are better than most people's good promos. That is true. That's what he's there for, isn't it? Yeah, it was just, it was a bit weird. I would just don't know. By the way, I'm gonna um be facing, uh, facing someone at Royal Rumble. Yeah, a, a bit a bit a bit awkwardly put in there to be honest. Um, yeah, like so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the um I really enjoyed CM Punk's performance, even though he didn't really do a lot. He was just kind of stood there with all his eyes, tapping his feet, folding his arms. So I just, I just thought that was really good, and it, it foreshadowed what what was going to come. That's true. Hey, that's the that's the wedding. So not as chaotic as most wrestling weddings. Definitely, Kane didn't come out on Tombstone the Priest. This <laughs> fine. <laughs> Nobody got chucked in the cake. Yeah, the the, the lack of cake was disappointing. The wedding. No one came yeah. out in a black wedding dress. I guess I guess the um, set got smashed up. That was probably about it. Yeah, usually the way in it. We'll move on. We got Bret Hart. He's introduces the special guest ring announcer. He does a little promo. Uh, talks about how he won the title from Mr. Perfect. Then introduces Christian with uh, as much enthusiasm as Bret Hart can give. <laughs> then it, yeah, it, it was the most Miz. Right, right. It, was it? Friend of the show, Bret Hart. Yeah, we have yeah, all. Man, we have all. Yeah, man, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, he introduces the Miz with. Well, <laughs> that was great. Great <laughs> is the Miz. The Miz. So this match is going to be for the uh, for the IC title, the Continental title. Christian is the champion. It's the 66th time it's been defended on Raw. I thought this match was all right. We did miss three minutes of it, though, from a commercial break. Obviously, we didn't watch any breaks, but it was yeah. actually eight minutes, but we only got to watch five. I think that's a bit of a shame, really, considering it's a title match. As well. I know they've got to have the commercial breaks in, but it is a bit of a shame to only have a, an eight-minute title match that you missed three minutes off for breaks. Yeah, I don't like them putting breaks during matches. No, I'm not a massive fan either. I think they could work around and not do it. I know their breaks are different to ours, but... They have a lot more, don't they? So yeah. many, when you watch for our live, normally there's so many breaks. I just think you could... I don't think you... Well, I think Russo said he never tried... He always tried to book a match without breaks, which I guess is why they're all four minute long. Yeah, depends on depends on what it goes like, doesn't it? If it's like yeah. 20, 20, 20 or minute match, you expect to break and it really matter too much. Well, eight minutes, you're missing out nearly half of it. There's some good selling in here. Christian selling his knee. He goes for a spear. I guess that's in thingy for edge. Oh, that was like the worst spear of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, terrible. So weak. And then we get to the to the finish. So Miz reverses a kill switch into a back suplex. Christian lands on his feet, but his knee goes because he had it earlier on. Miz then hits the skull cushion finale and wins. Miz is the new Intercontinental Champion. First IC title run. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's that, yeah. I was a bit surprised. Cause what, has he held it about eight times now? Something it's like that. Most, held it most yeah, which is, like you say, it's a bit weird, isn't it? When you sort of go back to this era and think, wow, that's his first ever run with it. And we saw him win it, didn't we, the night after Mania from a Paul Zack Ryder, unfortunately for him. Yeah. I guess when you think of that white in the Continental title belt for me, Miz, I love that white in the Continental title Miz is one of the people belt. I think about. Yeah, I love that belt design, though, with the white strap. Yeah. I, I just really like that Intercontinental title design. Yeah, I think it's really nice. I don't think it's been a bad Intercontinental title. I'm I think all three of the main ones have been really good. I'm not I think a the, new ones. the new one. 
I quite like the new one. I thought the new one's really nice, but I, I thought I'm it meant a Universal Championship. I'm but not saying bigger, it's become a Universal one. I'm not saying it's bad. What I'm saying is when you compare it to the white, the what, the white one, which was obviously the one they had yeah. in the Golden Era, and then the one, the Attitude Era one, it just doesn't stand up. Uh, to it, it. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad title. It didn't need changing. No, I don't think. But it is. I think it's nice that one. What do you think I, of the new US title? Just out of interest. I, I, I prefer it. I didn't like the big. Thingy one, big US badge thing. Yeah, I, I don't mind the new one. But uh, the, the bit at the top annoys me where it's gold and with white stars. Yeah, it looks like, blue. looks blue. a bit like a bit of cock, uh, cock and balls, doesn't it? It's, a bit, <laughs> it's like a thing. It looks like a little cock and balls in it. What? I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, that might be it. There's like an eagle. It looks a bit like a cock and balls on it. Yeah, it's because of the way it's. I mean, yeah, some people it's, it's got breasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, I was talking about the. There's a field of like. There's a gold thing at the top with like stars across it. Oh, uh, that. It looked better if that was painted blue. Yeah, because like you've got the red and white stripes at the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, bit, which bit looks like a cock and balls? There's like a bit in the middle. It's like an eagle. Eagle. Like around uh, and yeah. Bad, yeah. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, where its wings are. Yeah. 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 It looks a bit like cock and balls, yeah. doesn't it? But I prefer it to the other. The first title belt, apparently. The first what? Printed title belt. Apparently. Uh, I, I, I think that, yeah, I think it's better than the old one. I didn't like the old one. I didn't like John Cena's. The spinner one? Yeah. yeah. I, I like when it was for John Cena. Yeah, I don't mind it when it's for John Cena, but not when Carlito's got it. But I think they sacked the spinner belt off pretty quick, didn't they, the US one, after yeah. Cena had lost uh, it. So, the, which, which is the, fine. No, and the Jordan like, blew it up. Yeah, some did they put it in a bin or something like yeah. that? And yeah, it's in there. Classic wrestling stuff. Classic. Let's see. There we go. Did we all enjoy the the next segment? Right, we'll move on on the mic. Peter wants to move on. Charlie's no, uh, on Skype. Uh, oh no, I've picked up on something else. Uh, what did you? Is it? What, 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 what did you pick up on? The slam of the week. Oh yeah, that's come on, Peter. Stick to the scripts. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't write down the Charlie Sheen, but I sort of zoned <laughs> out. I, I these little bits out. I, I didn't bother putting them. So Charlie Sheen's back on Skype. He says Daniel Bryan needs anger management, and then points to his hey. So good. And look at advertising. Is this before well, Daniel Bryan and Kane thing? Yes. 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 Why he got possibly. It was this year, wasn't it? Well, 2012. Team Hell No. It was towards yeah, the end, that, wasn't it? That was great stuff, though, wasn't it? When, yeah. uh, when they were in Hangar Mansion and Kane was going for all the stuff they'd done. <laughs> like, anyway, so the, the last one was like, and I, for some reason unknown, I have an issue with the baseball legend Pete Rose. That's possible to be great. Like, oh. all time. I think they just go for like, why are you so angry? And everyone's just like, oh, I get stressed at work. And he's like, well, it started when my brother started a fire which killed both my parents. Can <laughs> like, uh, we do a little wrestling around promise for what? Christmas time? When, as we know, wrestling Christmas is pretty bleak, isn't it? Because there's not much about in December. Do we do talk about little funny segments as an episode? If you want, Peters. There you go. Yes, we'll do it on the old top twelve segments. Do it on yeah. the old YouTube. Yeah. There you go. Wrestling around promise. There we go. Say, Peter's making promises. Hopefully, he can keep them. He can keep his last one, did he? What was the last one? Brad's Hill. It's still growing. I mean, I cut in months. (laughs) We'll have to start start that one away in in Peter's file. 
to be yeah. fair. <laughs> I'm worried that it's going to rub off with me fish head. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You should oh, be getting that would, that, would have, that would have been amazing. <laughs> you just pulled on the fish head and like, oh, yeah, I came off with it. <laughs> Dang, Peters. Right, uh, we'll go on to the next segment because Peters is burning to talk about it. Yeah, Triple H comes out to his regular music, still in his DX gear. And then we get the slam of the week, which is a Kimura. Yeah. So it's not a slam. And did we all notice how long ago it was? Three months. No, it's not a slam of the week then, is it? It's not a slam <laughs> of the quarter, you bellends. <laughs> Three months. This is possibly the worst slam since that slammer meter on Capital Combat. <laughs> yeah. The thing as well, Triple H, if you were in your DX gear, come out to DX music, man. Come on. Well, this was him being serious, though, wasn't it? I, know, I, don't, I don't mind that. I thought I should have got changed. Yeah, I'll get changed. That's yeah. more That's more what I mean. If you're going to wear the DX stuff, come out to DX. If you're going to come out to your music, wear your own gear. Should, should have caught his classic biker dance stuff, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, should have just yeah. put a jacket, jacket on. Just a jacket. Yeah. So, Triple H wants an answer. He wants the answer. See, this is another issue. They've already told us that we're going to get an answer. But do you get an answer? Yeah. Well, I know you do, but do, at this point... Yeah, but they've already, they've already advertised at the start of the show that Brock Lesnar will be answering Triple H, and now yeah, he's coming he... out saying, I want an answer. Well, we know that. Yeah, but he wants to know what the answer is. Well, it's actually... Yeah. I, feel, I, feel like, I, feel like I, I see where you're coming stuff. from. The, the wording of it isn't brilliant, but I know just, where you're coming from. Just say, Lesnar, I hate surprises. Well, I hate not surprises. I hate things which would be a good surprise, and then they're not because they've been advertised a million times. And then they went on about a towel. Somebody had done a towel to confirm he was there, but we knew he was going to be there because they advertised him to be there. He doesn't know what Brad Lesnar's going to well, do. He doesn't come out there, does he? Ah, it's just rubbish. Well, anyhow, we get Lesnar's, we get Lesnar's music. He sat backstage reading hunting magazines, eh? It's not what yeah. it is. comes out to Lesnar's music. He does his little insider thing, says there's two lawsuits against uh, Triple H and the WWE, and is that best for business? Then he starts talking about uh, Triple H's kids. Stephanie comes out. Um, yeah, she obviously does Stephanie McMahon. She's the most selfish person in wrestling. <laughs> but, uh, she's, just, she's just too much, isn't she? She never gets a comeuppance. Yeah, she did. And I remember, this is my... Six yeah, years later. This is why I hate Stephanie McMahon. And you know, because remember when Kevin Owens, a dead boy, Vince McMahon, they'd all like beat up Vince McMahon when he was in the rivalry with Shane McMahon, and yeah. he drew blood in it because he had put him and did a frog splash. All that brilliant heat, he'll do anything, he'll do anything in the business. He just beat up the top guy. Stephanie McMahon comes out and stares him down, and obviously wears her heels so she's massive, and then it just makes him look like, oh well, he's still scared of Stephanie. Yeah. Completely ruined a full segment because she has to be the biggest person. Not yeah, I think I think her character just needs to. I mean, she's off TV. Oh no, she's back on TV last week, aren't she? Yeah, she's got crap music. <laughs> Rubbish. Crap yeah. little rap. Thing. I'm all grown up. <laughs> Rubbish. Uh, she starts talking about Heyman's failures, compares him to Vince, and said. But you can't compare him to Vince pretty much. Then slaps him because she has to get the Weeper hand. So Heyman gets angry, agrees to Lesnar Triple H. Then Stephanie attacks Heyman when he starts going out again. And she's winning. Of course, she's winning. Most selfish person in wrestling. That's what happens when he's head of creative. We then get Lesnar. He comes out. Yeah, Lesnar and Triple H start fighting. And Triple H knocks Lesnar out with a ring. 
You know, interesting this. I thought Lesnar was booked as a massive heel, but from the start, we only come back in this April, and he's getting knocked out of the ring by Triple H. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really know what to do with him, did they? They yeah, wasn't until um, Cena that Cena won. Which, yeah, which he lost his first match back. It wasn't really until like he beat the Undertaker Street because I remember going to that year when it was WrestleMania 32 was that so like a year and a half after this, thinking well it's obvious Undertaker's going to win. It wasn't really until that night that they really pulled the trigger on him. Did he lose to Triple H as well? So he won at SummerSlam and broke right. his arm, as it were, and he lost to WrestleMania 29, didn't he? Right. Yeah. When did he have the match with Cena then? Was that the SummerSlam after? The Suplex City match? Was that, that was after WrestleMania 30, I think. That's when, that he really, streak. that's when he really started pulling the trigger on him, yeah. Suplex City, bitch. So what did we think of this segment then? Ruined by Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, you're all correct. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie's just a bit too much. Yeah, it was all right. I just put Stephanie's just too much, really. That was just my takeaway. It didn't really need to be there. Not and sometimes like the fans like pop for like ECW and stuff, so like you're trying to get like face heat, as it were, by saying like, Oh yeah, my dad put ECW on business and stuff. Like it didn't really make sense. Just a bit weird. Yeah, it was just yeah. it's like she was kind of still being a heel. I think yeah. like when when Triple H is a heel, having Stephanie there is great. Powers on the heat. But when he's a face, you don't really need Stephanie there. Because she just can't come across as a face. She just can't. She just Natural heel. Yeah. Just a ruiner is what she is. Big ruiner. Seamus. Yeah. Uh, I'd pick eight. I'd have eight Seamuses instead of her. Wow. That'd be weird. Eight Seamuses. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good Survivor Series match out there, wouldn't it? <laughs> team Seamus versus Team Seamus. Imagine the Tower of Doom if it was Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage against eight Seamuses. <laughs> yeah, probably would be better in that sense, yeah. <laughs> You didn't want to ruin that, would you? What did you think of the, the old segment, Terry Fish? I put decent little segment. I, I thought it was all right. Built up for SummerSlam quite nicely. Him and initially saying no and then sort of acting up, accepting after being beaten up and then Triple H gets beaten by Brock Lesnar. Beaten up by Brock Lesnar. All good. Apart from Steph. Yeah. But I did like the way they brought the kids into it as well, Triple H's kids, and sort of said, uh, is this how their dad is and stuff like that. Made it a little bit more personal, so give it a, a real feel to it. Yeah, I, I get you. We didn't get some more tout stuff. Christ, this is the third time. We didn't get uh, John Cena versus uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on WWE 13. This is Cena weird. Cena wins. Cena wins. This is fucking weird. It's not sure the pin, but Cena's celebrating at the end. We've all seen the cutscene, you know what I mean? <laughs> Outrageous, absolutely outrageous. Well, Cena's still a big star, you got to put Cena over, aren't you? Yeah. Cold. Well, I suppose it would have ruined the main event, wouldn't it? It was just weird, wasn't it? We then get another video package on Austin vs McMahon, so he's not there in person, but uh, Austin is obviously a massive part of Raw. You can't not have a show about Austin, can you? I wonder why he wasn't there. So Unless he was filming. Drive. Was this the point where he's in the movie business? Was he, Yeah, was he filming stuff? Maybe. But he went, in, he went into reality TV after this, didn't he? Redneck Island. Redneck Island and um, Broken School Ranch. Challenge, yeah. Broken School Challenge. It did seem a shame not to have Austin in it, but I wonder if this was the bit that they put this bit in to show what Austin has done. Yeah, well, they have to have Austin. Cause you yeah, yeah, and like you say, I suspect if he was there, this would have probably been his bit to come out and do his, his spiel. Yeah, but it's just a shame he wasn't there. We didn't get... Um, Santino Morella and Hornswoggle, and they're giving out brawling buddies. Oh, God. Michael, Michael, Michael Cole. Cole is so annoying. <laughs> Michael Cole and JR, not JR, uh, um, Jerry the, the King, King. Lawler, 
a fighting with these brawling brothers. And Michael Cole is the worst person in the world. Why is he making the faces? Why is he going, you can't see me with the doll? Why is Michael <laughs> Cole a thing? What are you doing, Michael Cole? You're a middle-aged man. Stop playing with two-year-old toys. I get right. I get that they have to have them there for the other. Oh, yeah, I get. I get they've got to do it to sell them. I don't care that they have to do this. But stop overemphasizing it. Yeah. Just get Hornswoggle and Santino to do a little skit, chuck some in the Look, crowd, and if you're piss gonna off. Decide, Lou. If you're going to decide, they're going to emphasize these brawling buddies in person. Fine. Do the voices and stuff, but you don't need Michael Cole to act the way that he acts. Yeah, like I say, get Hornswoggle and Santino to do the thing, and then chuck them into the crowd. Get them to do a little amusing skit. Chuck it with them. Chuck them into the crowd. Done. Michael Cole, put a zipper on it. Sure up. Would this have been better if it was Baron Saxton? Yeah, all right. Oh God. Santino is um, US champ at this point. Yeah, he's got his own <laughs> little t-shirt on here as well. This is his thing. Yeah, yeah so that, that happened. We then get uh, the Fink. Howard Finkel comes out to announce... Yes, uh, the Fink. ...announce the next match. Well, he announces uh, Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Um, at this point, he'd been regularly losing to Legends, I believe. Yes. He then comes out and challenges any Legend to a no-DQ, no-count-out match. And it's answered by Lita. Um, <laughs> he... He accepts the match. Well, she, yeah, well, Heath Slater accepts the match. And Lita says, well, I've actually hired some protection. We get the APA. Bradshaw and Farouk. Huge pop for the APA, as there always is. Standard. Slater then decides he's had enough chance to walk off. And all the legends he's faced recently come out. So there we've got Road Warrior Animal, Vader, Sid, who we've met, Doink, <laughs> DDP, Rikishi, uh, Roddy Piper, Bob Backlund, Sergeant Slaughter, I think out of all them, I'm pretty sure he only beat Doink. Yeah, he did. He lost to Harrison, didn't he? Yeah. I like the way when he come when Lita comes out as well, you can see a mouth and that's a woman. <laughs> he just you can see a mouth, that's a woman, which is quite amusing. This fits with his character, I guess. And his yeah, yeah, well that's well, it, just it. ginger hair. <laughs> so the legends throw Slater back in the ring because a, a twist of fate. A uh, horrendous clothesline from Bradshaw. Bends <laughs> <laughs> him inside out. Lita hits a moonsault, wins by a pinfall. Was that yeah, not DQ? No, it was no DQ. It was no DQ. No DQ, no count out. The whole thing went two minutes. We then get your favourite bit. We get a damn <laughs> by Ron Simmons. Yeah. Also, can we appreciate how, like, every time he's in one of these segments, DDP gets himself front and centre? <laughs> every time. Who's <laughs> 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 DDP yoga teacher on? It's like when I was in that battle where all the rest of the area they were like checking someone out of the ring. And he was just like right in front of the center every time. <laughs> Always stayed on camera side. He knows exactly where the camera is every time. He's, he made, well, he made himself, didn't he? I think he had no plans for him and he made himself a big deal. Yeah. Of I, I, when I saw him at WrestleMania Access, he actually we queued like two hours to meet him because he kept getting up halfway through and just doing yoga on the table. <laughs> just like, Plugging his, plug his yoga, DDP yoga. You've got to do what you've got to do to get this. I think, um, yeah. I think Christine said when he wasn't doing anything after he split with Edge and he was just in all these backstage segments, he would make the backstage segment about him, even if it was to push somebody else, <laughs> just so he got noticed on TV more. You've got to be selfish in this business. He went on Shark Tank, which is like the US Dragon's Den. DDP. I have another issue with this segment. Go on, Michael Bloody Cole. 
He keeps going, oh, it's vintage this, vintage that. Vintage fuck off, Michael Cole. <laughs> I think that was part of the thing, I think, because he did ask, can I say it? Yeah, but it, yeah. I think he was every other line was vintage, vintage, vintage. You're like, oh, just give it a rest, man. Yeah, but I think that was the thing. That was the point. I know, but it's just annoying, isn't it? Because now he does it all the time, and he thinks it's fine, and it's not fine. Oh, that's vintage Drew McIntyre. He's an active wrestler. Nothing is vintage about him. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Piers. Oh, Michael Cole's making steam come out my ears. Do another minute. <laughs> I might, go, I might go play one of them battle pack things and go. You can't see me, like he was doing. You mean the brawler buddies? Yeah, same thing. I'm going to put my fish head on and just calm down for a minute. Did you want to, which means you may and Lou talk about the next little okay. segment. And you can just... You put a calm fish on your head. You can calm down in the fish just, just for a few minutes. Yeah, you've got to put it on properly. I've got a fish on my head. <laughs> put it on properly, Peter. So it'll calm you down. You just looks, like, looks, like, looks like you go to Ladies Day, when you should go You talk, I'll sort. Right, you, just, just, well, take, take, uh, people at home who are worried. Terry Peters will join us in, in a few minutes when, <laughs> when he's calmed down. <laughs> he's got the fish in his head, so all's well in the world. Um, I've got a condom on my head. <laughs> just, Peters, calm it down, all right? Um, we'll go on to the next segment. We've got uh, Sean Mooney, friend of the show. Mooney. Sean Mooney. He's asking, he's asking for a beer. No, he's not really. <laughs> How about a beer for Mooney? <laughs> um, we've talked about that before we on the show yeah I think yeah. so yeah he interviews uh, we discussed that we had to just kind of awkwardly walk past Sean because he didn't know he was <laughs> yes you have yeah, I think, so. I think yeah, you did yeah. about the same story uh, great stuff yeah. yeah if I was only it was the day after I'd have definitely had a picture of Sean Mooney yeah but, it yeah but if it was the other way around it wouldn't have been as funny when he came back yeah, out yeah uh, Sean Mooney should be on every is he in AEW now I don't know. It's on prime time with Sean Mooney. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He didn't Check. reply to tweets. Oh, too busy doing prime time. Too busy wetting towels, isn't he? As soon as he's soaking people's towels. No, yeah, tell him, please. Ask him for a beer, isn't he? <laughs> so he's, uh, he's interviewing Daniel Bryan and your Sean Mooney. Um, His first question is, how about a beer for Mooney? <laughs> Daniel, he chugs it, doesn't he? <laughs> Should I chug this one? <laughs> I'll chuck this beer. Anyhow, Daniel Bryan's been interviewed, starts slagging off Charlie Sheen, saying he'll slap the yes lock on him before he gets a chance to say winning. We then go back to the ring, and we've got Kane. He comes out in his weird welder mask. <laughs> that was a thing, wasn't it? I don't like this, ma- this Kane mask. The, 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 the welder mask got a underneath it. One underneath it. Yeah. Well, the, the welder mask disappears as well, doesn't it? One shot he's got it on, the next shot he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he takes it off. Oh, yeah, but he just disappears. <laughs> it? You don't see him take it off, it's weird. <laughs> so, I'm not going to shoot with that, Piers. Do you need to go back in the fish? No, I'm all right. No, <laughs> Calm down. So, Kane's in the ring, he's about to do his. where he sets up all the pyro. Um, and Jinder Mahal comes out and interrupts him with a load of jobbers. We've got. Honeycomb, um, Drew McIntyre, Tyler Rex. Is Drew uh, McIntyre there? Yeah. I never noticed Drew McIntyre. Two of them have been world champions since. Drew McIntyre was there? Yeah, yeah. before he has the beard. Ah, didn't, I didn't even notice him. <laughs> he didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I don't know what to do with this. 
He looks like a young kid, really. Before he's got the beard, he's not grown into his stature yet. No. Um, so they're all there. Jinder Mahal saying that the 999 episodes haven't got enough attention or something. He's going to make a statement. Undertaker then comes out. And basically, they just beat everyone down. <laughs> that's, the, that's the segment. Taker and Kane. Uh, this is when Taker has weird Mohawk. Remember, remember that? Weird Mohawk. Yeah, yeah that, that was the worst. That. It was It was awful. I heard it. Um, they pretty much just beat up Kat Hawkins and Honeycomb, I believe, do the choke slams, tombstones, or simultaneously. Then they pause at the end, and Kane finally gets to do his pyro. Say, Peters, did um, did this segment upset you? No, I thought it was alright. You get, of course, you're gonna get the Undertaker there, aren't you? He was on the first ever Raw, so it makes sense to me. Yeah, there's your surprise, Ross Undertaker. Well, yeah, I guess that's a surprise. But go. I'm just saying. The, the and also, the, the fact that Drew McIntyre was there is the biggest surprise. I, I I swear to God he wasn't there. You made this up. No, he was there. Okay. He was definitely there. Maybe but, watch the fucking show the next time. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I noticed that Tyler X was there. Not true. Where was Drew McIntyre? He's even announced by Michael Cole's being there. No, I don't remember this. Nothing happened. Watch it again. I'm going to have to. It was the weird, when he had no thingy, no, way, no facial hair. Yeah. No, I don't, don't recall. Yeah, well, he was there. Peter's you saw him, didn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Peter's, has a, Peter's had a fish on his head and he still saw him. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I was wearing a fish on my head while watching this, actually, for a little bit. <laughs> Why? Because he just, just sits there. Because he got annoyed by Michael Cole and he had to calm himself down again. Why? Yeah, sure. Because I was on my own and I just wanted to see what the, vi- <laughs> the field of vision was like. That makes it even worse that he was on your own. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do it when someone else is about, am I? <laughs> yeah, but why would you do it? Why would you buy a fish head for personal use? Just sat on your own with a fish head on. I took some photos and put it in group chats just for the bants. Hey. Right then. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> we then go on to another, another Charlie Sheen segment. Um, and I guess he challenges Daniel Bryan for a match at SummerSlam, which I'm assuming doesn't happen because Charlie Sheen doesn't do anything he says he's going to do. He bangs seven grand rocks and finishes them. That's yeah. Like, yeah. President of the Charlie Sheen fan club, yeah. He's just, oh, he's just a prick. Yeah. <laughs> but he's by winning. Well, thank God that's the last time he's on this movie. Well. I, I watched him um, being John Malkovich the week. And he, was, he was in it as John Malkovich's best mate. Right. <laughs> he was just Charlie Sheen. He's odd. He's oh. in Prince as well, isn't he? He is the, um, he's the sailor, sh- isn't he? Sailor gets chicken pox. In what? Friends. Steve is by friends. Was like in the navy. Oh, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember my dad going, "Oh, it's Charlie Sheen," and being like mesmerised that my dad knew who Charlie Sheen was. Really, is in his dad famous? Was it Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Sheen. That's <laughs> Mr. Sheen. Mr. Sheen. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, cleaned up. I mean, they cleaned up, didn't they? It's my controversial. It's controversial. Two and a half men. He's one of the shittest shows on TV. I can't really say I've watched it much. He's I've not crap. seen a lot of it. Not funny. It I'm just like three, well, two out of the three of them having like a major breakdown, public breakdown. Well, that young, the kid in it, the yeah. armor, he, he slagged it all off. Yeah, last year, then he joined the church. Yeah. yeah. Does he go back? Then does he go back? Yeah. No, Only in the last episode, though, I think. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't watch it, it's rubbish. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, a, a polished performance on Mr. Sheen. <laughs> God, that's... 
You done? Finished? Got that yeah. all at your system? Do you, need put the, do you need to put the fish head on? <laughs> I don't have the fish head, I've got the Power Rangers mask. You need to put that on to calm down. Where's, where's your mask, Ross? I don't need a mask. It's only you. Everyone needs a mask. Need a mask. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I've got a proper mask. Ah, well, yeah, I'm inside. I'll wear a mask outside because I care about other people. We'll move on to the main event. You, you two have lost the plot. <laughs> got CM Punk, the champion against John Cena. And this is Cena cashing in his money in the bank. This is the 53rd WWE title defence on Raw. I'm surprised it's that low. It's a big deal, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I know, but I just think... It... I don't think you'd have got him till Attitude Era. So you've lost... Yeah, probably, yeah, you're probably right, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Average is out like one every 20 or so shows, which I guess, yeah, yeah. not too bad. John Cena is obviously very polarizing at this point. People love CM Punk. What do we think of CM Punk's music? Do you prefer this one? I love this one. Yeah, I think I do. I like I like this one as well. You but prefer? yeah, I think I prefer this one. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Everyone loves right, CM Punk. What about you? I didn't realize he had it. What? I un- because well, I didn't watch it this time, so I didn't never understood the whole fascination with CM Punk. <laughs> to be I, fair, I, I, I love I just. I know a song from uh, Guitar Hero 3, I believe it was on. And I loved it from then. I, I watched, the last time I saw CM Punk, he was feuding with Mike Knox. And then I come back to watch him wrestling. And everyone's like saying it was the greatest wrestling like, of all I, I think after watching this show, I realised how much I do actually miss CM Punk. Yeah. I do, I, you know, I, I get annoyed at fans chanting his name all in time. Yeah. But I actually do, do miss having him in WWE. I just really, really hope he doesn't go to AEW because that would just... I don't think It would make the internet unbearable. I don't think it will because I think he hates people like that. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully... And I think he likes likes winding up the internet, which is exactly why he's gone on that Fox show. Because people were going to say he's coming back and he's not and it's really winding people up. (laughs) Sadly cancelled, but yeah. Did it get cancelled? Cancelled, yeah. Yeah, bloody hell. Never watched it, so that was probably one of the reasons why. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a lot of it was nothing. Even Meltzer and Alvarez were like, "Oh yeah, it's because WWE is not." They they, they cancelled like backstage for MLB and UFC and quite a lot at the same time. So it was more budget cuts for in Fox than it was. Makes um, sense. Yeah. So we get into the actual match. There's a lot of holds at the start. We then get um, what I always love: a booty a punch. Yeah, uh, Cena's getting widely booed, and Michael Cole still tries to say that not all the fans are booing him. Yet the boos are absolutely deafening. <laughs> so I guess that's the line he's been fed. Um, we get a ref bump, which I always love. <laughs> uh, Cena hits an AA, goes to pin him, but obviously the ref knocks out. Out comes Big Show, which I guess is a surprise. Um, so just a segue off. So before this match, they had a poll: who does do people want to see the Rock against the Royal Rumble? And it was CM Punk, John Cena, and the Big Show. And I was really confused. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, think, I think he was in. The, he was in the title feuds at the time, though, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but he'd not been mentioned for the full show. Yeah, I guess he's, he's got a big. Yeah, it was because he he knocked out Punk the week before, didn't he? And Cena could have cashed in. Yeah, but he didn't get a big mention. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I, big... yeah I thought it was a bit weird about the poll, but I guess watching it week to week, it makes more sense. Yeah. The Big Show uh, comes out. He's a spear on Cena. Great spear by the Big Show. That's what he does all. And, uh, then it's him with a knockout punch. So Punk's just in the corner, real conflicted. He then wakes up the ref, finally pins Cena, but he only gets a two count. Uh, he's then going to do a, a GTS, a go to sleep. 
it again looks really conflicted, like I don't want to do it. Cena reverses it into an STF, which is pretty cool, I thought. That was pretty good. People say Cena can't wrestle. That was some pretty good chain wrestling, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a good reversal. Big Show then comes in and breaks it up. So Cena wins via DQ. Um, obviously doesn't get the title. I think he was the first person to lose his Money in the Bank match, wasn't he? His Money in the Bank cash? Uh, yeah, I think he was. Obviously, Kennedy didn't cash his in, did he? But he lost it to he Edge. cash it in, and then Damien Sandal loses it a like, year after, is it? Or the year yeah. after? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think this was the first time, yeah. And then Corbin lost it. So I think there's only three. There ain't many of them, is there? Ah, oh, Braz Sherman. Yeah. Yeah, he cashed it in on the Hell of a Cell, didn't he? It didn't really happen, did it? It didn't happen. Well, but was the, the end of it in our contest, didn't it? It was just yeah. stupid. That was the first yeah. time they ruined it. Everyone said it was The Fiend and Seth Rollins. It was ruined the year before, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, was that when they was just laid in the ring for ages, weren't they, while everybody else was fighting? The Good Brothers and... Um... No, not the Good Brothers. Why would the Good Brothers be there? The Usos and that was McIntyre as well, wasn't it? Yeah, McIntyre and Dolph. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be better if it was the Good Brothers. <laughs> Everything's better with the Good Brothers. That is true. So it's an 11-minute match. Um, obviously ends in a schmoz. Not it's not finished there. So the Big Show's beating down Cena. Punk's not really doing out. Just sat in the corner, not helping. The Rock comes out to make the save. Spinebuster on Big Show. About to other people, though, bro. And Punk stops him with a clothesline. It's the GTS on the rock. And then Punk walks off slowly with a title. Literally, like, he just doesn't give a crap about anything that's happened. Yeah. Later on, Lou, what do we think of the main event? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was. Obviously, not the best match, because these two had, like, one of the best matches of all time, like, the year before, I think. A million in the bank. Was um, 2010? But, yeah, but for a TV, was it 2011? I thought it was 2011. I think it was 2011. I think it was the year before. That's fine, though, I'm sure. It, yeah, it was, because it was when then Punk won it afterwards, and there was that whole weird thing with Kevin Nash. Oh, he can't. Hey, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Was. yeah. But yeah, I thought it was... Um, for a, a TV main event, it was good. Obviously, a, a finish like that is more palatable when it's a TV show, not a, not a pay-per-view. And I, I thought it was weird when Michael Cole was like, he's turned his back on the WWE Universe at the end. It, was, like, uh, it didn't feel like a heel turn to me. 2011, though. 2011, thought it was, yeah. The, the year before, I'd say there was in a feud with the Nexus. That's the one. But yeah, um, I thought it was weird. I didn't really feel like it was a heel turn. I thought it was just a bit of tension between The Rock and Punk, but it was an actual full, full on heel turn, wasn't full it? Full heel turn, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of count the blue. Kind of I, li- like. I liked it. You liked the, what, the match or the heel turn? Heel turn. The way it was done. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, it didn't really feel like a heel turn to me. I thought it did. I think it was just a look that it gave. To me, it just felt it felt nice. It just felt a nice setup for the for the match coming. Up. Well, I think for, it, the, for the yeah. for the future, really. That obviously we didn't know what was going to happen, but yeah, I'm just disappointed with the the result of the Royal Rumble. But I understand why they did it to sell the tickets and make the money. So yeah. Yeah. to me, it was good foreshadowing all round. I guess they tried to do the heel turn in the match as well, where he pinned him. Yeah, yeah. Lockout yeah. punch. That was the sort of moment he snapped and thought I'm just gonna win. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that was the, the whole feeling on that. But what else did he do in that situation? Because even if they just took a count out, it still kept the title, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I say, I, I I enjoyed it. To be fair, it made sense. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. That's the thing. It makes sense, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah, it it did. But I think when it was just the way Michael Cole was selling, it was like a shocking betrayal. Yeah, I didn't really like Michael... it because. You know, the rock had already come out and like kind of like running down slightly earlier on or interrupted this segment. 
So yeah, I guess he had reason for doing it, but I guess um. I guess it went against Punk's Punk's thing of being the best in the world. Yeah. If he was the best in the world, they wouldn't need anybody else's help. Yeah. Cole's gonna call, isn't he? So. <laughs> so, so don't let Terry go back in the in the fish out. <laughs> He'll do it. He's crazy. But there we have it. That was the one thousandth episode of Raw. What do we think as a whole, yeah. Terry Fish? Just giving a clap to WWE for reaching a thousand episodes. Ah, right. for a thousand episode, to me, I'd like to maybe see maybe one more match on the card just to remind you what you are actually watching. It felt a little bit segment heavy, but I do understand why they did it. So I, I for a raw, it's better than the average, and it? it's better than the usual garbage that you usually fed on a Monday sometimes. So I enjoyed it to be fair. Like I said, I just would have maybe liked to see an extra match in there. Lou, um, was there enough nostalgia in it for you? Well, I could have done a bit of Stone Cold Beer Bash at the end, like every big episode of Raw has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I don't mind so much TV shows. Like, I don't like wrestling that much. It's in, like, obviously, I like the genre Whoa. of wrestling. But I don't really care about seeing, like, you know, 20, 30 minute matches. I think if the segments are entertaining, I don't mind what I'm watching. Um, I yeah. don't mind if it's, like, yeah. segments are matches. So more segments to me wouldn't have. Wasn't a mad too much. I think I'd, what I mean by that is, we I felt as though we got robbed of a match a little bit with the Brothers Clay match only being a few seconds. Yeah, that's more what I mean by that is. Yeah, clamoring for a ten-minute Brothers Clay match. Yeah, no, but do you know what I mean? Just not saying that they need a ten-minute match, but it it almost feels like it was a little bit short. And same with the Heath Slater thing, like they were just two short matches, and the like the longest match was eleven minutes. I would have maybe liked seen another sort of eight-minute match in there somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's I, all I mean by that. Yeah, I think it's just personal preference in it, but yeah, for yeah, me, it didn't yeah, matter yeah. too much. I think you could do a full episode of if it, if the segments are good enough, you could probably do a full episode of Raw with no matches, and it would be entertaining, and you probably wouldn't notice until the end. Of, oh wait, we would never match if it's good stuff. I think it only becomes an issue when you've got like karaoke. Yeah, so. it it was very um, very story driven compared to most reunion or. Big shows. Yeah, you can tell they were saying stuff up. So, yeah. like the raw to compare it to the 25th anniversary raw, that was yeah. all about nostalgia. There was barely any story in that compared to these are two massive angles. Yeah, going, which is I was quite surprised at. Yeah, I said sometimes they go a bit too heavy on one side than the other. Yeah. Oh, this one was a good balance of, of nostalgia and also, yeah, you you've set basically for next year's storylines, which I wish to do more of. Long-term planning. I wish they had like a long-term yeah, plan. Long this term is planning. Go. They obviously knew where they were going to go from here up until WrestleMania. Yeah. And it works, but they don't They do not do that now. So nothing seems to catch momentum. Because this is the issue with them wrestling every week on Raw. I don't think the championship wrestle every week on Raw. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind if it works. Like, yeah, if it, if it works, it does. Like now, it's, now it's difficult because they've got a limited roster. They've got a limited thought they can do. Yeah, I don't mind, just just as long as it's entertaining. But I like to see it's like these threads kind of like laid, like these these story points are just kind of laid out, so it looks like they know where they're going. Yeah. Well, I don't think now they have any idea what what next year's WrestleMania main event's going to be. No, I think they plan a feud to feud, so you you'll get a feud and you have three matches all on pay per views after each other. The feud's bent out in three months, and then you have to go somewhere else. Whereas back in the day, they used to like um, the Rock. Stone Cold, brilliant field. I think they only fought each other three times at WrestleMania. 
went on for God knows how long. The same with they, they did. I just think they rush in too much, and even worse with tag teams. So we see the tag team match, and then we see singles matches between all the people, and then we'll see them in an eight man tag match with two other teams. Isn't it? And yeah. it, you when when you finally get to the big blow off match, it's like I don't care because I've seen it five hundred times. Yeah, you feel like you've seen it. Yeah, is this they did it with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That match went on far too long for the 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the feud, and then you're like, eh, yeah, it's finished now, I guess. And then they run out of people, but I guess that's an issue with not making stars that we said earlier, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there we have it, Raw 1000. Yeah, join us next week, where we won't be doing a weekly show. We're going all the way back to 1997, and it's going to be our first of the Big Four. So we're doing SummerSlam 1997. Lou, are you excited? Yeah, I'll take it, leave it. Seen it before? Seen no, I've seen it, so I guess we'll see if it's good. Oh, well then, so join us next week for all the enthusiasm in the world from Lula. <laughs> Christ. Hey, Peters, be more enthusiastic about SummerSlam 1997. Woo! Yeah, come on! There you go. I don't know if that was better or worse. <laughs> you decide. The people will decide. <laughs> and then the week after that, Lou, you should be excited about this, because we're jumping forward. Now we're talking. Year, but we're jumping promotion, so we're going to oh, WCW. Oh, yes, we are. Wild 998. Yes. Why are you excited for Road Wild 998, Lou? Main event, Jay Leno. Yes, please, sign me up. Straight away. It's going to be great. Outside at a motorcycle festival where half the audience from motorbikes. Yes. It's going to be awesome. There we go. Tay Peters, um, as a critic of WCW, I can imagine you're not very excited for it. Nope. No. <laughs> there, there also, they you know... We did Bash at the Beach two weeks ago, and it's been one of our, our highest listened to episodes for a long time. The people want WCW, and we're giving the people what they want. People want, want WCW. The people want WCW. People want to see Tay Peters get upset, I imagine. Yeah. That's, that's it, mean, yeah. Yeah. So WCW. I'm like a fish yeah. out of water when it comes to WCW. Uh, right. Just before the end, we got it in there. Oh, dear. How long have you been waiting to say that? About two, two seconds when I just thought of it then. <laughs> I don't believe you. You had that in your head before. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. It was cod awful. Oh, oh, right, you know. right, these bloody fish buns. Peters, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Bell Nation on YouTube. B E A R L E Nation. B E A R L E Nation on Twitter. At Tez Fish Pod on Twitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> and RL92 on Instagram. Just keeping all your toes trying to get you to remember all these names. But the main one is Bell Nation. Get on that. Get on board. Twitch and Twitch. He oh, yeah. occasionally streams on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> like every, like, one, every, once a year, he'll stream on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Bell Nation. Come and join me and watch me get sacked and probably have a fish mask on my head these days. All right, there we go. Lou, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Lou Mac. I'm on Twitter and the Instagram. Twitch, you do you switch these days? I've got a Twitch. I've not used it yet. I will. Yeah. I will get it set up at some point. He will Shoot use it. it. I will don't do. Wear, don't wear a fish mask on his head, does he? Will it? you be? Will you be regular? We're on Twitch, or will you be like? I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. I'll, I'll, I'll be more. I'll be more than just like you know, like once a year, whatever Peters is. Once right. every once fifteen year. months or something. Yeah, it's not where is it for? Uh, for and, and I want. And you know, if you if you want to speak in the chat, I'll let you speak in the chat as well. This is different from. I think you have to. You pretty much have the. You pretty much have the chat turned off, don't you? No censor. No censor in the chat for the Lou. There we go. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at the Ross M. You can find us all on Twitter at Ress Around, WRES Around. It's exactly the same for Instagram. Join us on Facebook, Wrestling Around. Get involved in the debates. We have debates on Facebook now. Oh, we do. 
Like, so get involved uh, in the debates. Join us on YouTube, wrestling around. Um, I'm pretty sure at some point we'll have a Twitch. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, I just want to show big love to all our new Mexican fans. Yes. Yeah, we made it in Mexico today, so you're all welcome. Um, if you want to see, if you want to um, see, for God's sake, <laughs> is that you could have got a fish joke in there, Charlie? Couldn't you? We see. Dos San Miguel Popovar. Two yeah. San Miguels, please. Yeah, that's about <laughs> the only Spanish I know. You can't even drink San Miguel. No, no, but it's about the only Spanish <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh god! If you want to ask us a question or um, ask for a show that you want to do, uh, make sure you watch the uh, <laughs> listen to the podcast first. But then email us at wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. Wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. Our oh, messages on Facebook will will accept. Yeah, messages on. Yeah, Facebook. We'll, we'll reply. We might not listen, <laughs> but we'll reply. <laughs> we'll reply to you. Yeah, we will be putting out the photo of Terry Fish with his new look. <laughs> so everybody, get excited for that. Yes, and join us next week for SummerSlam. So, uh, thank you, Lou. Thank you, Mr. Fish. Thank you. And join us next week on Wrestling Around for SummerSlam 97. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 